Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Eben Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where we, we, we oh, so <laughs> Eben is no enthusiasm. Yeah. But the band, <laughs> but at no. least the band is back, man. It's true. It is nice to have everybody here. Happy yeah. New Year, everyone. I missed, I missed you guys. Eben didn't go the extra mile for Monday's show. Just <laughs> blew it off. You didn't go the extra Monday, mile for the Wednesday that show. That was planned. Do you two handled it? I, you were just nowhere to be found on Wednesday. You didn't even know we did a show. If yeah. you two don't stop, I will turn this car Phone back was around. Off. <laughs> I was chopping wood and burning wood. <laughs> Uh, uh, we got a lot to, Happy New Year everybody by the Thank way you. We explore the big many issues in the world of sports Got a lot to talk about uh, You love talking about beer Yes, this scares me Now, Cutter has the 2022 World Cup Yes And beer could be for a six pack as high as $26 Yeah, well, Muslim country well, so it's okay. never been that easy to get a beer, but they did double the tax on alcohol. You don't week. see the 100% tax uh, very often. You don't? Yeah, you don't. It's not a tax you see often. Not even to build a facility for an NFL team. You <laughs> yeah. don't often get the 100% yeah. tax. The sin tax of Vegas. That's how they're, they're going to pay for the Raiders. No, I mean, I get it. Yes, it's a Muslim country, but still, you're hosting one of the biggest events in sports in the world. Yeah. You would think, hey, maybe... Uh, no. No, you don't yeah. think that. This no. is kind of a microcosm of, of of what... I mean, there's going to have to be a lot of, of of work done between the local government, between uh, FIFA. There's a lot about you know what typically happens uh, during a, a World Cup event uh, at the host country. Um, that 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 does not jibe with you know the 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 rules on the ground in Qatar, and, and beer is just one of them. But there, there, there's going to have to be a lot of negotiating and a lot of compromise. Um, you know, there's been a lot of attention towards uh, the the state's approach to homosexuality, for example. You know, the FIFA is going to have to work with the government on the ground to try to find a middle ground to make. You know the experience for people going. I mean, let's not forget this is an event that you know people pay a lot of, generally pay a lot of money to go to. Um, they're going to have to work to, to make the the experience on the ground a little bit closer uh, to to what the experience has been in other countries. As pointed out by the Times story, the new prices apply only to foreigners living in Qatar who have valid permits to buy alcohol. Yeah, so it's even need... harder if you're just visiting. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like going to Salt Lake. You have to join the drinking club. I don't know if you, I did years and years ago. What? We got to Salt Lake. When you go to Salt Lake. Yeah. Well, I should say this is many, many years ago. I don't remember. I haven't been All there right. recently. But you could not go to a restaurant and buy a beer unless you had a little card that said you joined the drinking club. It was like five bucks. You had to join. What? Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's changed now. Wow. It, it might it might have. It might, I don't know. But when I was there, I mean, when were the Jazz in the finals? That'll tell you. I mean, I'll tell you this. Stockton was dishing to Malone. So when Stockton was dishing to Malone, you had to go and you had to, well, I think it was $5 to join the drinking club. You know what? Come to think about it, because I was in a bowling tournament in Salt Lake City. There we go. Many moons ago. And I what don't recall- What story cannot be as good as Michael Barr in Salt Lake City? <laughs> we were. We were in a bowling tournament. It was great. The, the ABCs, man. Oh, it God was, almighty. It was beautiful, man. Well, but we couldn't get a beat. Did you have theme music? Yeah. Little Michael Jackson? No, One, man. two, three, baby. You know, moving right along. All right. <laughs> Dick Sporting Goods. They're going to end Team USA Olympic sponsorship. 
Yeah, Dix is the first, uh, the first of, of the USOC's twenty-two partners that has at least changed its uh, its relationship with the organization uh, in, in the months following uh, the pretty ugly report about uh, about USOC and, and its highest level executives being aware of Larry Nasser's uh, sexual misconduct uh, years before it actually came out. Dix is electing not to renew the deal after it expired uh, at the end of the year. Um, it's not a huge, in terms of USOC partners, it's not the biggest, uh, but it was certainly a high profile one. You know, they, they had that program where they were hiring, you know, dozens of Olympic hopefuls who were able to work at Dick shops kind of on part-time basis. Home Depot did um, that too. Home Depot did the same thing. Yeah. While they were training, um, uh, and yeah, th- this uh, opens up a new category right now for the USOC. Something that you know the, the folks out in LA, I-, I would imagine, actually aren't maybe aren't even that upset about, right? Being able to to start from scratch um, in hiring or, or in finding a new partner um, that will be the official sporting goods partner, uh, especially heading into an Olympic cycle, not this next one, but the one after that, heading into uh, heading into LA, that, that could be big money. Yeah, I mean that is a category that you would think there would be many rushing to fill even with the problems with gymnastics and the usoc this is still the olympics and that's a category where you want the association with the platinum premium brand yeah the official the official reason given by by dick's executives was that it was a a new investment uh strategy i believe is is how they they coined it they did not mention publicly anything having to do with larry nasser and the way the usoc uh has handled it they also did mention that all the athletes in there in in that in that job training program have all been contacted and have been offered at least an opportunity to continue in some capacity working slash training that'd be a bad uh, through look. dick stores <laughs> that'd be a bad yeah look cutting everybody you're free <laughs> happy new year yeah, yeah you're, you're fired you yeah can't come back. um but well, yeah this is uh the, the first change i've reached out to all 22 companies right after the the ropes and gray report that came out asking hey i mean does this change anything about your relationship uh, with the USOC, uh, never heard back from any of them. Um, but Dix has at least been the first, related or not, is the is the first to change its relationship with the USOC. And let's not forget, I mean, the, the, if you're the USOC, a huge bulk of the revenue you make comes oh. from partnerships. Yeah, you know, and- the reason USA Gymnastics went bankrupt is because they lost all their partners you know in the olympic movement these corporate sponsorships are a huge huge deal certainly more so than if a you know college football team lost all of its uh all of its sponsors Um, what you said you said in your story that in the four-year cycle from 2013 to 2016 that the usoc received 387 million dollars from corporate partners that was 42 percent of its total revenue there you go yeah so it's uh, it's right up there and with you know your TV deal as as a lifeblood of your organization. Give me a guess, Evan. Next contract in that category, average annual haul, greater than or less than? What oh, I, I would think it would be greater than. Going up. Okay. Yeah, I mean the, yeah. the the fact that you know in 2028 we're going to have an Olympics here in the U.S. I would imagine. I mean, is, is is such a huge driver, right? I think that that if they haven't already, I mean, the, the Tokyo did a huge job with sponsors. Um, the, the Olympics here are going to shatter all the revenue marketing. It is the number one dollars, sports market. Et, et cetera, Absolutely, yeah, exactly. The, everything. The infrastructure is so set up here. It's so easy. Um, L.A. obviously one of the top two biggest media markets in the country. Um, it's all going to come together for them for sure. Let's talk about soccer, and let's talk about Captain Moneybags, <laughs> Christian Pulisic. Oh, new nickname. Yeah, that's new what nickname. I'm going to call him. <laughs> he is now the most expensive American player. He is going to join Chelsea, and Chelsea has paid the equivalent of $73 million. $73 million for Christian Pulisic. Woo. 
that puts some expectations. But important to note that he's going to finish the season with Borussia Dortmund. So the pressure on a midseason transfer won't be there. They're in first place, by the way, in the Bundesliga. Mm -hmm. So they were saying, we're not going to get rid of him. We think he'll finish strong and and help us win the Bundesliga. This is as high profile as it gets. This is an American player. Not, I mean... Not at his peak yet, admittedly. He says he's going to get better. Yeah, he's 20 years old. 20 years, 20 years old. Hey, can, I, can I throw some fun stuff here? Like This is like one of those Eben notes that you have to get into the show. Because <laughs> I've got one here, too. That's Wait, is yeah. it the third highest transfer fee for no. somebody? Okay. No. Third highest transfer fee for a, plenty, for a player 20 or younger. Kieran Mbappe and Dumbele. Hmm. Those are, names. Two, those yeah, are two, two good, good names, names yeah. in soccer. Yeah. So, but yeah. with that comes some serious pressure. Now he has to deliver on the world's biggest stage. Sure. Yeah, the thing I was going to say, as you mentioned, Barr, he's the, he's the most expensive U.S. player ever. Uh, if you take two through eight on that list, this $73 million is more than all of those combined. Um, so certainly a new stratosphere of signing from an American. Do you think that this changes in any way i mean nbc has the rights to the premier league here uh fox has the rights to the bundesliga i don't know if dortmund's games get an outsized viewership here in the u.s because you know the the, the future of american soccer we is playing know there Bayern has made an, an effort to reach the new york u.s market mm-hmm. uh, we know barca has made that effort more and more top teams i don't know if dortmund is on that scale yet but more and more teams have tried that this certainly will not hurt Chelsea? No, sure. Yeah, I guess I'm asking if do you think that Americans watch Dortmund games because oh, Pulisic is playing. I should watch that. And do you think that that in some ways will transfer to more Americans watching NBC on a Saturday morning when Chelsea's playing because the guy who's the best soccer player from our country without is the playing data that? on on the Borussia Dortmund? I yeah. say no. Yeah, I, I think the I Chelsea, agree with you. I say a mm. little bit. Yeah, uh, I have to. Okay, I gotta. I have to disagree. <laughs> Old man bars in. I gotta disagree because it goes back to that argument we had about the baseball. And will you watch the Yankees if there are no names on the Yankees, or will you watch the Yankees because of the names? And people are going to watch soccer in Chelsea because of the name. We agree because of Chelsea, not because Christian Pulisic is there. No, but no, but that's but he's part. He's part of it. Yes, but will the numbers go up now because he's there, or is it going to be the normal high audience no, for Chelsea? No, it's going to go up. People, you know what? People are going to this. Sorry for the greedy part of it. People are going to say, "Oh my goodness, seventy something plus million dollars, twenty years old. How can I get paid?" They're going to look at that. You're going to say there's going to be Freddie Adu interest, yeah, <laughs> just because the name's being bandied about. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying this is this is this is another part that's going to spark more interest. In soccer in the U.S., NBC will certainly use him. I would oh, think very the face, heavily the face in, of the promotion. In, in, its, in its marketing. Uh, by the way, how many NBA teams players that I've never heard of have make seventy three million dollars? A lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny. The, the number doesn't seem at, 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 at international soccer where I'm used to the numbers being gaudy. Right. Seventy three million it obviously is a lot, but in my head I was thinking it would be a lot more money. All right, so the numbers are going up for soccer. Mr. Barr, in honor of you, who used to knock down the pins, the one, two, threes for you, sir. You know this, right, Evan? Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, okay, okay. Oh, you heard of it. <laughs> Should I play a little Casey Kasem? That's for Bobby, who lost his dog in Ohio. (laughs) 
Oh man. Oh, I love it, Michael. That's that's back with the Jackson Five. On the Ed Sullivan show. They did this song. I'm sorry. $299 lifetime high, Michael Barr. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soschnick and Evan Melby Williams. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with sports marketing veteran Frank Vono. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online, where you get your podcasts.